Stay tuned now for the next two hours for Nasholas Ukrainian Roots Radio with me, Pavlina, here on CHLY 101.7 FM. edition or version rather of a traditional Ukrainian folk song um, and that was and the group is called Troyezilia. They are an offshoot of the Cherry Band and they're kind of an experimental group and uh, I had the good fortune to meet them uh, when I was in Ukraine uh, back in 2014. Uh, again, they're called Troyezilia and the song was Dobry den, shnovni radio suchachi, tavitayo vas vsih na radio predaču na sholos radio krinskoho korenja. Je kapo dejeci vam si hodni takiki kožni sredez, na hveli CHLY oden 017 FM umisti na najmo. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina i takož zimnoju si hodni, Oksana, dobri den, Oksana. Djakuju što rišile per bute znamen nastupnih dvoh hoden, me majmo dužati kavi novene nasjonišnih programi i takož čudovu krinsku muziku. Hello there and welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina Demčak-Mokovic 
McQuarrie, Pokrinske Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining in today. We've got a great show for you today. And as usual, now, um, Oksana will be joining us for Hour 2. So, Oksana, you've got some interesting information for us. <laughs> Oksana's got a very old original recording. And you said you found that the last minute. Stutze. Yes, this is the Ukrainian hymn Shen Marla Ukraine. Zapis historicznoi davnosti. Це було записано в на студії Колумбія в США і виконує Михайло Зазоляк. So that is the uh, uh, first original recording of the Ukrainian national anthem. So um, she'll be telling us all about that and more in the second hour. But in the first hour, um, I've got some great information for you. Polniska um, in English, we've got a Ukrainian recipe for you. Uh, and we've also got news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, and a book review, uh, the winner of the Kobzar Literary Award for 2016. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and as promised, great Ukrainian music, and we've got Jetonau from Calgary, and Sampiu uh, Samhulayu, I Drink and Dance Alone. <laughs>
with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. We all look forward to strawberries and the summer season. This old-time strawberry and cream dessert is the favorite of favorites. It certainly is very easy to prepare, too. So get your pans ready for strawberries and brandied cream. You'll need the following ingredients. Sprinkle a quarter cup of icing sugar on the strawberries and allow to stand for 10 minutes. Whip the whipping cream with two tablespoons of icing sugar and one teaspoon of brandy or rum or vanilla. Fold strawberries into the cream mixture. Place in dishes and garnish with whole berries. This serves four. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Ты 
And that is a gorgeous song called Hore Dolom. And I was just chatting here while the song was playing here in the studio with Oksana. And I, I, I've struggled with this title because I never, I couldn't figure it out. Google Translate didn't help me. And none of my dictionaries helped me. I've never heard the word Hore Dolom. And no surprise because it was, it was a surprise to Oksana as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oksana was telling me that this is not really a Ukrainian song. Now, um, I first found it on YouTube by a group called Rastaban, and they're sort of, they do um, a whole bunch of European songs, some East European. I think they're from Belgium or someplace. Um, Oksana's shaking her head. She hasn't heard of them either. And then I found this version by a Ukrainian singer called Kristina Solovey. Um, this is something similar to Lemkivsky, but it's not Lemkivsky. Maybe some words are similar to Belarusian. Але знову ж це не з твоєї частини. От, наприклад, я не знаю, хто такий шугай. <laughs> so what for the Ukrainian appeared what Oksana was saying is that it's, it's sort of she thinks it's maybe from around the Lemko area, it's not exactly Lemko either. And Lemko is a border between maybe Belarus or something or Slovenia. це взагалі то з цих західноукраїнських Western. <laughs> yes. So if anybody knows the answer to this uh, puzzle of this song, please uh, please write us either in Ukrainian or English and uh, uh, let us know what you know about this song, which is called, again, Hore Dolom by Christina Solovey. We're going to move on to something a little bit more familiar. This I can tell you about, <laughs> and I know uh, who this singer is. She's been around for a long, long time. She goes back to old Soviet times, uh, the 70s. And she's still around. Her name is Sofia Rotaru, and here she is now with um, a song about, it's called Odna Kalena, which means one cranberry, but it actually means one family. It's a Ukrainian un- unity song. Sofia Rotaru and Odna Kalena. Одну калину за вікном, одну 
Radio predaču Naš Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinja, na radiostanciji CHLY Oden 0 Oden Sim FM u misti Nenajmo. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nenajmo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. Hello and welcome to Ukraine Today. I'm Vladimir Solovuk. Another busy week here in Ukraine. The fighting in the east doesn't seem to stop. Just last weekend, six Ukrainian soldiers were killed and 13 wounded, all in the course of 24 hours. Militants continue using the prohibited weapons in violation of the ceasefire agreement. And according to the Ukrainian military intelligence, Russia is regrouping its two armies near the border with Ukraine. All this is happening while the members of Trilateral Contact Group in Ukraine meet again in Minsk. This time they hope to negotiate the withdrawal of troops. We spoke to Mr. Yuhan Marchuk, head of Ukraine delegation in security working group of Minsk Trilateral Contact Group on Ukraine about these talks. Nowadays, we are trying to withdraw military units from contact line, but uh, I, uh, me, personally, I personally call it front line because in reality, it's not contact line. In reality, it's front line. To withdraw from uh, contact line military units for one kilometer. In the other part of Ukraine, the joint Ukrainian-U.S. multinational maritime exercises Seabreeze 2016 kicked off on the waters of the Black Sea. Apart from the Ukrainian and American Navy, representatives of 14 other countries are taking part in the maneuvers. Turkey, which lived through an attempted coup a while ago staged by the military, still dispatched its Navy units to participate in the drills. The 2016 Marine component includes 26 vessels, 20 planes and helicopters, as well as 15 military equipment units and 4,000 soldiers. One of the most watched video from the military drills was parachute-free airdrop of naval border guards from a 7-meter height from a helicopter flying with a speed of about 30 kilometers per hour. For all of the Ukrainian naval border guards, this was a first-ever experience. Indeed, you don't get to jump out of the flying chopper every day. Also, not every day you see people with crosses marching some 500 kilometers towards the European capital. 
to celebrate the 1,028th anniversary of baptism of Ukraine on July 28th, Orthodox groups from eastern and western Ukraine walked for around three weeks to reach Kyiv. But their differences were not only geographic, but also political. The Kremlin-backed procession of the Orthodox priests, flock and private security guards were feared to have ulterior motives behind their crusade on Kyiv. The government suspected that Moscow-oriented Orthodox group would clash with Kyiv-backed Orthodox, or that the procession will be used for provocations and possibly violence. Hence, under the tight security measures, both groups safely reached Kyiv, marched across the city center, prayed in the famed Lavra Monastery, and without any incident, left home. Ukraine continues fighting the external aggression in the east and also reacting to internal threats. Overall, this has been a good week for the government, trying to keep the country safe. Let's see what the next week will bring us. I'm Volodymyr Solhub, Ukraine Today. The situation at Donbass worsens again. Russian-backed troops shell Ukrainian positions using heavy weaponry, forbidden by Minsk agreements. During the weekend, 10 Ukrainian soldiers were wounded and one killed. On July the 30th, Ukrainian military officials reported that Russia deployed another convoy of ammunition and military equipment to militants in eastern Ukraine. Still, the towns and villages in the region tried to live somewhat normal life. In spite of powerful roar of guns and constant machine gun firing, locals behave as if nothing special goes on. They walk in the parks, children ride at playgrounds. Seems like only animals look for a shelter. At night, the town can hear separate, very loud explosions. First wounded soldiers are taken from the front line to the hospital. All of them are easy, just missile fragments in their arms and legs. Just several kilometers from the front line, and life seems to be quite peaceful. Soldiers rest and take care of pets. They even help their cats to get rid of fleas. After the epic cat washing, they will have just a couple of hours of sleep and will return back to the positions. Ukrainian army is ready for even more attacks. On August the 2nd, Russia celebrates the Day of Airborne Troops. The militants usually mark this day with shelling and shootings. The Russian-backed separatist forces are reinforcing their positions in Horlivka, 45 kilometers north of Donetsk. The militants are turning the city into a fortress. Ukrainian soldiers say new squads have arrived in the separatist-controlled areas, most likely from Chechnya. Ramzan Kadyrov's soldiers are stationed here, right across the field. There are a lot of them, too. They are moving every day. Their guns are silent, for now. Instead, the militants are relocating their vehicles, changing positions, and displaying long-forgotten in Ukraine flags. Two flags of the Soviet communist regime and the separatist flags, too. The locals in the occupied territories are still exposed to Russian propaganda. The combatants have changed their stories, though. Instead of the nationalists, they are now trying to scare people with mercenaries. That is what they call Ukrainian soldiers who signed a contract with the army. We must restore Ukrainian television here. We must. So people could see both sides of the conflict. A local village, named after communist leader Lenin, separates the two armies in the area. It is called a grey zone, which means neither Ukraine nor the militants control the village. The few locals that live here often suffer from random shelling and shooting. The soldiers tell the separatists mostly move at nights. Their relocation is hard to monitor, even with the help of night vision goggles. Russia has provided them not only with weapons, but also with advanced equipment and outfit. 
So far, the situation is under control, the soldiers say. The newly arrived separatist forces act rather disoriented, as if the territory is new to them. They mostly try to provoke us with occasional shooting. They show up, make a few shots, then hide. Aside from fighting of the militants, Ukrainian soldiers also reinforce their positions. The servicemen believe the war will inevitably end and the national flag will appear over Donetsk. Ukrainian soldiers confront Russian-backed forces almost face-to-face. At some places, just several hundred meters divide their positions. The most tense situation is at the sector near Avdiivka and on the stretch between Zaitseva and Mayorsk. These soldiers live and hold the line in a so-called lair. Their forward position is just several hundred meters from separatist militants. The basement, covered with mildew inside, is hidden in bushes. We are a bit concealed here, but there are drones. They can see everything. It is relatively calm here for the last few days. The soldiers say the militants are busy shooting at each other. This is a usual tactics for them. The shellings are aimed for local residents to believe they are being attacked by Ukrainian army. Social media in Gorlivka immediately write that Ukrainians are completely out of their minds. We're all in basements here. In Zaitseve, near occupied Horlivka, Russia-backed militants hide in basements too. Ukrainian military say separatists only control two streets by now. This is our forward position, 150 meters more, and there are separatist pits. Close combat is rather often here, but Ukrainian servicemen say the enemy has completely lost the hope to get Zaitseva back. The situation on the Ukrainian Eastern Front Line may worsen harshly. According to Ukraine's intelligence service, the leaders of Russian-backed separatist forces ordered each and every militant, including those being off, to return to the battlefield. Along with the armed forces, they drag heavy weapons closer to the position of Ukrainian soldiers. National Guard fighters say they are being shelled every night, as well as the houses of the local residents. The village of Krasnohorivka, lying to the west of Donetsk, is considered one of the hottest points. The distance between the positions of Ukrainian army and the terrorists is less than one kilometer. Both sides do not spend a single hour without being shelled and rescuing from heavy mortars. Ukrainian officers claim Russian-backed separatists might have undergone the regular rotation, for since recent they have started shooting with big-caliber bullets. Ukrainians do not remember the enemy had such kind of weapon before the recent so-called updates. After one more night spent under heavy shelling, Ukrainian soldiers say the enemy has already forgotten about Minsk agreements. Ukraine may soon encounter a real war. Ukrainian Kurd has arrested Alexander Yefremov for two months as a pre-trial restriction. His arrest was requested by the country's prosecution. If released, Yefremov could flee Ukraine and avoid responsibility for his crimes, the prosecutors said. The close ally of ousted President Yanukovych, Alexander Yefremov, is accused of creating and supporting the militant republic in the Luhansk region. His former colleague from the party of regions, Vladimir Landik, has testified against him. Yefremov was detained at the Kyiv airport on July 30. He was trying to leave for Austria when the law enforcers took him into custody. A big corruption scandal to be unveiled in Ukraine's state aviation administration. 
The department workers are said to have embezzled 4 million 300,000 hryvnias. According to Ukraine's security service, in December 2015, the aforementioned costs were remitted to one of the Russian-backed companies, supposedly for purchasing the metal detectors for the Borispil International Airport in Kyiv. The investigators say the vendor appeared to be a fake Czech enterprise. Additionally, the procurement price was four times higher. According to the reports of Kyiv Office of Public Prosecutor, the police officers do dispose of numerous proof of the criminal schemes used for money laundering. The investigation is underway. No officials' names are currently mentioned. Our ministry officially claims it will combat corruption with no compromise possible. A good deal of discrediting evidence is still being considered and revised by Ukraine's Prosecutor General's office. An unexpected historical discovery done in the city of Kamyanets-Pudilsky in Khmelnytsky region in western Ukraine. An old military tower dated back to the 16th century was known only by ancient historical maps. The newly discovered founding may become an additional step to UNESCO World Heritage. This year, Kamyanets-Pudilsky is set to appeal to the organization for the third and the last time. This tower was hiding one of the most beautiful city view, the so-called Catholic front of the monasteries. According to the historical manuscript, scripts, once nearly 60 local residents defended the city from Turkish invasion. In 16th century, the city of Kamenets-Pudilsky was already quite populated. Apart from the tower reminiscence, the archaeologists found an old stove. It might have been designed for pottery or blacksmith manufacturing. Geologists in turn studied the area around the digging site, hoping to find some other valuable artifacts. The new radar is constructed specially for such purposes, for it doesn't destroy the soil. Using such method, the scholars may explore the Earth 12 meters in depth. The excavation works are currently set to continue. Money necessary for the Eurovision Song Contest 2017 are found. This is according to Ukraine's Prime Minister Volodymyr Hroisman. On his Facebook page he wrote, Ukrainian government ensured European Broadcasting Union it would provide 15 million euro for Ukraine's state committee for television and radio broadcasting. The location, though, is still unknown. Three cities, Kyiv, Dnipro and Odessa, strive for the right to hold the competition. The organizing committee promises to name the hosting city as soon as the technical and organizing issues are solved, as well as the advice of European colleagues are fulfilled. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Вислухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. This is Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you live on CHLY 101.7 FM in Нанаймо. I'm your host, Павліна. 
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is a bi-weekly series sponsored by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, featuring stories of Ukrainians and Jews working together in solidarity and harmony to restore and strengthen centuries-old bonds and affinities nearly destroyed by hostile outside forces in the bloody 20th century and even today. Tune in next week for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. A group from Ukraine by the name of Shabla Life, a bilingual name there. Shabla means saber. 
And uh, that song was called Brata Ukrinsi, which translates uh, not perfectly into English, but more or less as Ukrainian Brothers. Coming up next is another find from YouTube. This is a delightful um, little ditty. It is by a group of university students in the music department at the Shevchenko University in Kiev. And uh, they got together, put together this little uh, video and uh, wonderful song, Katerina i Vesel. Catherine and Bill. to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Maurice Moreau's award-winning memoir, Detachment, an adoption memoir. Readers first meet an emotionally drained Maurice in 2009 in a psychologist's office in Winnipeg. For three years, his wife Betsy has been urging him to get help. He tells the psychologist, I have problems in my marriage. Marital problems, I guess. He explains that he feels he is a bad husband, as well as an unresponsive parent, to his oldest son, Jeremy, and his two sons, Bogdan and Peter, who were adopted from Ukraine in 2005. He also worries about his complicated relationship with his father, as well as his father's traumatic past. In order to deal with these issues, Maurice is writing a book. Detachment is the result of his psychological exploration. This memoir is divided into seven chapters, exploring the complex adoption process and its aftermath. Maurice and Betsy decided to adopt in Ukraine because of their family connections. Maurice's family members were Mennonites from Ukraine, who fled the country during World War II. When they arrive in Ukraine, they discover that instead of a little girl and another child, they are going to adopt two brothers. This begins a lengthy adoption process, which costs a great deal of money and results in a great deal of frustration with Ukrainian officials. After returning to Winnipeg with their new sons, Maurice and Betsy are ecstatic. They now have the perfect family. However, when the sons go to school, cracks start to appear in their relationship. 
they discover that Peter, the older child, has an attachment disorder because of his traumatic past. It was common with kids who were adopted or in foster homes and who'd experienced severe neglect or child abuse. This results in emotional outbursts and destructive behavior. The emotional toll of dealing with Peter's issues, as well as a bad case of writer's block, puts a huge strain on their marriage. Will their family survive? Maurice Moreau's powerful book, Detachment, is a very insightful and intriguing memoir. Readers will be drawn to his honest portrayal of the Ukrainian adoption process, which is a bureaucratic nightmare. His exploration of the impact of adopting two brothers from another country is poignant and sometimes difficult to read. He does not shy away from tough discussions about how the adoption process has impacted his marriage. The memoir explores the complexities of creating a family as well as what it means to be a family. Detachment also gives readers a great deal of insight into the life of a writer. Writing is not always a structured lifestyle, and at times it can be emotionally draining. Maurice's examination of his father's history is particularly difficult. As a result, Maurice suffers from a lengthy period of writer's block. Any writer who has had such a period will definitely sympathize with him. Maurice Moreau is the founding editor of the Canadian fiction imprint Enfield and & Winzenti and the online magazine The Winnipeg Review. Born in Indiana, Maurice grew up in Nigeria, Manitoba, Jamaica, Kansas, and Saskatchewan. He now lives in Winnipeg with his family. Maurice Moreau's new book of poems, Autobiographical Fictions, appeared in September 2015. Detachment, an adoption memoir, was published in 2014 and won the 2016 Kobza Literary Award. Detachment is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
what's happening this week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. Father Chad Pavlishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., followed by fellowship in the hall. As well, every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m., you can stock up on homemade pierogies, pies, or both. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carlsway. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. Father Theo Machinsky and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m., followed by Fellowship in the Hall. Their hall and kitchen facilities are also available for rent. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. The Visna Ukrainian Dancers rehearse every Tuesday evening from September to June at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. For more information, email visnadancers at gmail.com or visit their Facebook page to find out about their local live performances. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune into the Vancouver edition of Nash Holos on AM1320 or streaming online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition of Nash Holos airs on AM, FM, and shortwave radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ radio network. And here in Nanaimo, Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Islands, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, please join Oksana and me for two hours of fun and the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website, www.nashholos.com.
from Ukraine. That was Rozhenitsya with a song called Kalena Malena, and that translates as Cranberry Raspberry, and it's actually a song of unrequited love. Young girls wondering why this Kozak is not paying any attention to her. Is that right, Oksana? <laughs> not exactly. Kalena, not exactly cranberries. It's a Canadian Kalena. High bush cranberry. Different, different kind of cranberries than uh, what grow in the bog here, right? Uh-huh. High bush cranberry. <laughs> they have them on the prairies. Yes, yes. They, they um, sweeten up after the first frost, and we don't often get that here. So <laughs> they grow actually quite prolifically on the prairies, Oksana, right uh-huh. where I come from. So, yeah, so it's, it's not the cranberry that we have here, but uh, it's also called cranberry, high bush cranberry. Oh, there you go. And Malena is raspberry tuck. Yes. <laughs> and the song really is about a young girl who wishes a Kozak would come after her, right? Ah, okay. So Kalena is a symbol of um, a lovely young girl. А Калина такої ніжної, тендітної, тоненької, романтичної. От Малина – це така вже жінка. Oh, so she's more... Не молода дівчина, а молода woman? жінка. Oh. Можливо, така, Now, see... яка знає собі ціну. Now, you see, I've um, often said that all of these song titles that are about food, things, and nature things, there's more to it. You, this is this exactly exp- <laughs> describes <laughs> what that means. There is a lot of symbolism in uh, these Ukrainian songs. <laughs> and that happened to be, once again, Roshanitsya with Kalina Malina. And it is also a soundtrack, a uh, very popular dance by uh, the Visna Ukrainian dancers here in Nanaimo. They've um, used that song as well as the one prior to the events announcements, uh, and that was Poliska Polka. So yeah, I guess you can understand why they're used so often, because they are lovely songs. And uh, we've got uh, something a little bit different coming up next. We have the Kubasonics, and this is a song, an original composition by Brian Cherwick, and it's a song about a very popular duo, no longer together, one half is no longer alive, but they were very popular back in the 60s and 70s, Mickey and Bunny, and here is Brian Cherwick with the Kubasonics and the ballad of Mickey and Bunny. Modest was a farm boy who moved on into town. Simple country living wasn't gonna hold him down. He trained for a profession and the riches it might bring. But most of all, he really loved the same. Horatia came from Rosa from a farm up on a ridge. Said she first met Modest in the city on the bridge. She was gonna be a teacher, children underneath her wing. But most of all, she really loved to sing. Modest and Horatia, traveling the land. Played and trained in country western music with their band. Made lots of records, made lots of money. Better known as Mickey. Modest had a plan, a way to reach his showbiz dreams And he 
found a band of drifters who agreed to join his team. They knew old time, they knew country, and the pop songs of the day. But most of all, they really loved to play. They'd rehearse till they were polished, and on the road they'd go. Any town with two Ukrainians, they'd stop to do their show. They made 18 record albums, and the broad and their appeal sang half in English, half Ukrainian, half in appeal. Legends and the stories, they still live on today. I'd like to set the record straight. Here's a rumor that persists. Modest sold a lot of drugs. Well, he was a licensed pharmacist. Modest and traveling in the land. Played in green and country westerns with their band. Made lots of records, made lots of money. Better known as Mickey. And again, the Kubasonics with the ballad of Mickey and Bunny. And our proverb of the week translates as Without repentance, evil continues to spread. Well, that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM. We'll wrap things up with Melania from Edmonton and Freddy's Kolomeka. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, do join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. And until then, please stay in touch with both Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page and check out the Nash Holos website where you can get the podcast links, a link to our blog and other information about the show and that's www.nasholos.com so stay tuned next for the Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Cal Coat and at 2pm Jukebox Oldies with our very own Bobby B. Cool I'm Pavlina, thanks so much for joining me this hour until next week, do pobachenia
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.